show. Firstly, thank you for listening to the show. We truly appreciate all our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we would massively appreciate it. Also, reach out to us on social media. We love interacting with listeners and with fans from wherever you are in the world. And with that said, on with today's Hello episode. everyone and welcome into today's Irish NFL show with me, Colin Cronin. We are at the business end of the AFI season and in the Shamrock Bowl Conference, it is semi-final weekend. UCD are on their way to Cork at the time that this podcast is being released. And the other game will feature the Rebels against the Trojans. My guest today uh, is delighted to welcome to the show, Emmett Allen from the Rebels. How are you doing, sir? Not bad at all, sir. Lovely to be on and lovely to be invited on the show. Thank you very much. You're you're welcome and good to to get to to speak uh, to you know to you obviously had tie on earlier in the the season, um but I was talking to to you uh, we're recording this a couple of days in advance and I was talking to Shane Brennan um, in the lead up to this and one of the things that we were talking about was what a complete team the Rebels are it's not just on offense. Um, that they have uh, been a behemoth, uh, you've been very impressive defensively as well. And we will get into that. But I always like to start like with the kind of football origin story. And it is different for, for everyone. As I have learned, it's different for people even uh, stateside. But for you, Evan, like, how did you first become interested in American football? Yeah, it, it, it was a strange one for me, to be honest with you, because only... Um, I was going through, I won't lie, uh, the, way, the way it is, which is also a good thing to say nowadays, it, in the sense of you couldn't say it a couple of years back, it, I was going through a kind of bad time during mental health as such. And I was looking for something else to do. I was going through a bad time with an ex-relationship, but we won't go deep into that. We'll just leave that at that. And I was looking for something to do. And I kind of went back playing rugby. I was a little bit out of shape at that stage. I'm not too bad now. I'm hoping I'm not too bad now anyway. <laughs> But it was a little bit out of shape back then, and I was like, this wasn't for me. I went back, I used to play it, and I was just like 22, 23-year-olds just running around 24-7, just like Energizer Bunnies. I was just like, no, not for me. <laughs> so a friend of mine introduced me, uh, Thomas Brockelbein, I'll mention his name there as well, and he said, would it be interesting? And I said, I came down, officially, oh, Miano, officially, him, only that was, that would have been... 2017 season and that was 17 was it would have been 17 that was the Reapers at the time it was the very last year the Reapers the North Air Reapers were playing and I only ended up by the time my registration went through I only ended up starting I only ended up playing four games scariest four games I've ever played in my entire life <laughs> so basically I wear glasses and I was like Try to. I wanted to be a receiver. I wanted to catch the ball. I wanted to score a touchdown. I wanted to celebrate. That's what I wanted to do. That's that's what I wanted to do. I knew very little about American football, but I knew as I wanted to be on the line. <laughs> yeah, 
So went down, realized very quickly on a dark evening to someone that wears glasses that didn't wear contacts at the time, I cannot catch a ball. Especially a, a, a pigskin colored ball, it's not happening. So I remember hitting my nose and about, I think it was the third throw, hit my nose, blood came out of my nose. I was just like, wow, I can't see that ball. So basically the coaches at the time, Achi, um, they were there. There was He was only there once every so often was Brendan McAleese, which I'm sure we all know around the league. And there was a couple of lads there and they were like, well, you can't really see, so we'll put you on the defensive line. I was like, what's the defensive line? Well, do you see him? Yeah, do you see him? I was like, yeah. Well, he's going to throw the ball. He's going to try to run the ball. Just try hit one of them. It's like, well, we give it a go. <laughs> so ultimately that's literally how I started and then I think I got a couple of hits and then especially in training we've done a couple of Oklahomas at the time they're not really very popular right now the Oklahomas but uh, I, I love an Oklahoma drill I won't lie do love an Oklahoma drill um, and they done them quite a bit back then and I just got I enjoy this contact <laughs> I enjoy this contact so from there, I was like, yeah, we'll give this a go. And that's pretty much how I started with the Reapers, the Markler. It, it's funny the number of people who have been on the podcast who said that they started playing because either they were interested in hitting people or they discovered once they started playing uh, that they enjoyed hitting people. So you're not alone in maybe transitioning from playing on offense to, to play on the the defensive side of the, the ball. And in terms, Evan, of, I suppose, is your interest really in in just playing the sport or do you do you watch the, the sport and enjoy that? Or talk to me, I suppose, about that side of things. Yeah, well, when I first started, I didn't, re- like, to be honest, my... T- First time I ever really went to watch ever a game was to tell, and my, this might obviously explain why I'm a Packers fan, was in 2011, correct me, I, and I think I'm 100% right on that one, was the Packers Super Bowl. And I went down with my brother-in-law, and I'm not too sure if you know, it was the Portobello we went, and he was like, look, we go for a night out, it was a bit of fun, it was Super Bowl night, and I was like, what's a Super Bowl night? What's a Super Bowl night? It's like, well, it's a Super Bowl. And I was like, all right, well, give it a go. We're sitting down. He's a barman. So he's friends with the barman in the Portobello. So they pulled the table literally right up at the front. The screen was right in front of us. I was like, this is brilliant. This is great. Drinking, having a bit of crack, having the blast. Don't know nothing about the sport, but I don't care because I'm an open kind of guy. I'll learn it. We'll have a bit of fun. He said, brother-in-law was like, well, we put a bit of bet on it. And I was like, oh, I have no idea what I'm betting on. It's like, I've seen the teams coming out and I seen the green and gold and I was like, green, Ireland. <laughs> it's like, that's it, 20 quid on the table. It wasn't much, but there was enough for me. <laughs> 20 quid on the table. I was like, I'm going with the Packers. Why? Same colours as Ireland. That's the way I see it. <laughs> and literally that's how I kind of, I started watching it then. Then, as I said, uh, that was 2011, so that was a few years. I kind of dabbled in it, watching it every so often. To be honest, I was kind of more that kind of guy that would have been just watching the Super Bowl. Didn't watch it from one end of the season to the other, but we said we watched the Super Bowl. It was great fun. It was great night out. And then 
of me then, as I said, it came to 2017 and went through a bit of a thing, as I said, there later on. I was like, I need to do something, just something to keep myself active. Went to the rugby, found out I was come there. And then kind of from then I start watching it a lot more. I kind of, as the years go on, funny, I don't know, a lot of people, I'm not too sure if a lot of people say this, but I know I do in the sense of, and I've heard it before a lot of times. As the years went on, the game slowed down for me. I was like, when I first watched it, I was like, I hadn't a clue what was going on. There was people running around everywhere. There was people hitting people everywhere. I was like, what is going on? But then as the years went on, I was like, right, well, hang on. He's doing this. He's doing this. There was a little bit lost until I started playing the game. When I started playing the game, I started realizing because I was kind of still, I never looked at the defensive side of the ball. I was always looking at the offense. I was looking at the guys that score. I was looking at the guys that threw the ball. I was like, quarterbacks, receivers. I, if you ask me from 2011 to 2018, kind of, that's it. Because of the start of the season later, what positions is in the, in the American football, I would have said as a quarterback and as a receiver. <laughs> I knew nothing else. It was as a quarterback receiver, and that was all I knew. Then after that, the years, it was like when I was putting on the defense, I was like, well, it was a defensive end anyway. I know that much because that's where I'm playing. <laughs> And just kind of from there down, it kind of just grew. And now I'd say, as for watching it, if we're going back watching, I know we're kind of skipping ahead. I'd say into, well, hang on, we're getting a little bit confused with this whole COVID kind of years coming in. It would have been 19, 2019, the time we were in the shower, I was in the shower bowl with the Panthers. That's when I kind of started watching college football. And that's when you kind of, when you start watching college football, I feel that's when you kind of start to kind of come into the, element of football it's actually better football in my eyes now at this stage it's it's it, it, it's i wouldn't still it's that many college teams still to kind of and the, the amount of players that come through it it's it's still a colossal try to remember everybody but i find it's a better style of football nearly than the nfl the nfl is brilliant to watch it's in the sense of it's for tv purposes it's brilliant to watch but college football for someone that kind of now that has played football or someone Previously, I'm sure anyone that's previously played football is like college football is a little bit better. Plus, we played the rules of college football, which kind of ultimately kind of made me go watch it because I was like, well, we can I can learn the rules if I watch that football. Because there's a couple of times in my second season, which was, as I said, I only had four four games with the with the Reapers, um, three and a half games to be precise exactly. And then I went, the Reapers closed, they shut up shop. And they combined with the uh, South Clare Soldiers and became the Kildare Crusaders, which are an amazing team at the present moment. Um, some great friends I've made there. But ultimately going there, then I was like, yeah, it, this is how I want to watch to learn how I'm playing the game. Where there's a couple of times, a couple of games, I made a couple of moves and kind of silly mistakes, I suppose, for, for a ref here in Ireland. They were like, this is not the NFL, son. I was told that by one particular ref, I won't say it, made a particular tackle, jumped to the backfield, starts screaming, doing this kind of celebration. Was that, he was like, son, this is not the NFL. Because, you know, you, you talk there in terms of civil giving us in, an idea of the the genesis of your interest in the sport, kind of dipping in and out in terms of watching and playing and stuff. But you've also, you know, moved teams a, a couple of times and you know from your experience like what was that like you know to, to grow so and, and to settle into moves a new as team? such 
So I started with the Reapers and uh, there was only, like I said, there was only four games left by the time I registered. And, and basically what happened there was I was, I looked at that team and I was just like, it was a top division team. We give it the best top division team a go, but it was at the bottom level. I didn't want to be, didn't want to be glory hunting. I didn't want to, like I looked, there was the Rebels at the time where I am now, but I was like, no, I'm not just going for a medal. I want to go and learn to play the sport. Plus, all of me I thought, excuse me, all of me I thought by going to a lower division team, our lower team in the top division, I'd get my game a lot more. I was like, I didn't want to be sitting on the sideline. That's just not how I wanted to roll at all. And from playing sports through the past, I knew how sports worked. So it's like, that's not going to happen. So I picked the, the Reapers, but unfortunately they kind of closed. So I didn't have much of a choice but to transfer to a new team. But me being me, I was like, I'm not leaving the guys who I enjoy. They're basically merged with another team in Kildare. I'll give it a go. We gave it a go. That wasn't too bad for Molden in, to be honest with you, because ultimately it was basically half of the team was the same players that I played with. And I do find myself a type of guy that just kind of gets on with people. So it's just like, we give it a go. But chance I am, I'm sure they're going to like me. They don't like me. That's pretty much not my problem. <laughs> um, so that kind of went very well, in fairness. Um, the molding into that team was pretty good. There was a lot of hiccups from the higher level kind of guys as such. But for me, as personally, I'm not going to get into the what they go at. I molded in quite well. I just enjoyed the time with them. The guys on both sides, both teams, I just got on with both. Amazing guys about both of them. And now which they are the Crusaders, they're just some amazing players on that team. Some amazing personalities. And I just kind of mold in with them. Ultimately, at that start of that season as well, which some people would know, I had a gold helmet. My the Crusaders don't wear gold. Because the plan was, before I decided to go with them, I was still a true kind of deciding what I was going to do. I just said, I was going to go to the Panthers. They were closer. It was cut. It was taking me when heading to Nate. It was 40 minutes to head to the Reapers training in the Ujeevan. Then Nate was going to be the same 40 minute drive where the Panthers were a 20 minute drive. It's like, well, I'll go with the Panthers. But then I just couldn't give it to myself just to ditch the guys like that. I was like, no. So I stayed with them. So that's why I wear a gold helmet that year with the Crusaders. <laughs> A lot of the guys knew after that season I was going to move close to home. Then I came to the Panthers. That was a lot easier than a lot of people expect moving teams. The first session I went to was an indoor session in down near Walkerstown, I think Green Hills it was called, and I couldn't believe it. I was literally being made run around there were all sorts of different types of trails indoors. There was, I think at that, I, I don't quote me on the number, I was not the exact number, but it was at least 25 guys. So, and to me, that was like, wow, these guys, and there was linemen. Not ashamed to say it now, it was then. I ended up having to go out the side door and get sick. <laughs> Didn't push that much. Um, couldn't believe it. It was amazing. Brendan McAleese was the guy that kind of, I ended up gotten talking to, that ended up kind of, bringing me on board with the Panthers. Really enjoyed that time there. Really, really did enjoy that time there. 
Then I kind of stayed with the Rebels. Or sorry, here with the Rebels. I stayed with the Panthers then for that was two thousand and that was two thousand nineteen season. So I stayed with them for that season, and we done very well that season. We ended up getting into the Shamrock Bowl, and Siri kind of made our heads go between our asses and such. Excuse my language on that kickoff return <laughs> at the start of the game that kills us all. Um, but that season was amazing and then the following season I stayed with the Panthers but things just weren't for me just they weren't the same players were amazing coaches were amazing but it just we got to the semi-finals but it was just a bit like I felt for myself I just wasn't getting the coaching I wasn't getting I had I came in so so soon as such in my eyes I wasn't getting what I was at so I decided, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go. I said, where do I go? Where do I go? Am I good enough even to go to the Rebels? Am I good enough to go to UCD? What do I do? These are the two Dublin teams, two juggernauts of a team. So I was like, this is, like, what do I do? And I, I chatted about going to UCD, chatted going to the Rebels. In the end, I decided, look, we give the Rebels a go. I could not believe the welcoming I got at the Rebels. I couldn't believe it. And like guys know me around the league. I class myself as a nice guy and they did they did have a little bit of a bad name towards them. They did. There's not this uh, that's not hidden. That's like everybody knows that. That is not the case at all. It's not the case. And guys know me around the league, they know that I'm a genuine guy. It's not the case. Couldn't believe the wealth man got and the, from there on definitely my first training session I was welcome in very nervous very nervous going in I was like going against these guys this is like because I've played against them these guys have hurt me and almost injured me so many times how am I going to folk I actually train against these guys I'm going to work do I get broke up every week twice a week do I end up in the hospital I don't know these are going to be very angry guys very aggressive that was not the case it was just the, the moment in to that team I was welcoming with open arms and literally everybody else I've seen coming into the team has been welcomed with open arms. So I've never had a bad experience going from a team to a team as such. It sounds like I've been to a lot of teams, it does, but it's just happened to be my first team folded, trying to be the nice guy. I wanted to help out and get second team going, that the two teams combined. Old me, I had to move. The Panthers welcomed me with open arms some amazing guys there absolutely amazing guys there as well amazing coaching staff at that time I think the coach staff has got a little bit of lackadaisy at the minute just being honest I, don't, I just they just don't have it there at the moment and bit of luck they do get it back and get going because they're an amazing team and then I decided I said go to the Rebels and then to be opened I welcomed in with open arms should I say it was just was second to none well honestly I haven't, I haven't had of all the teams to be honest I haven't had a welcoming in as much as I have with the Rebels. And that's just kind of where I'm at now. And obviously I'm doing something right, considering I'm getting started every so often. So I'm doing something right. I'll obviously, mostly not crap completely. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I suppose, look, life happens. And there, I've talked to plenty of players and coaches who move teams for different reasons. Sometimes they, they move or they 
emigrate for a time and yeah. come back and end up playing with, with different teams. I mean, I had Alex Kuzmerich on uh, a few weeks ago, Alex. What a baller that guy is. Yeah, oh, he's, he's absolutely incredible. Um, for a guy who, like, you know, as a young guy, captain Trojan to a shamrock ball, goes plays in, in Europe, um, you know, was studying, uh, uh, you know, in Scotland, um, and has come back and now he plays with the, the Razorbacks and, and Kevin Cladon. Ke- Kevin's a guy who's obviously coaching them for different places, the, the mad scientist, as uh, as he's known. And Kevin is uh, amazing. Kevin, although I, I, he kind of worked so much on offense, when Kevin was at the Panthers, Kevin has taught me so much. Kevin is the type of guy... For me, anyway, I can tell you, there's certain situations I'd be like, I'm not too sure what this kind of is. I kind of have an idea what it is. And then all of a sudden he explains it to you and you're like, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And big love for Kevin. I have big love for Kevin. And, and I suppose, yeah, I'm interested because obviously you're a guy who, you know, cast your eye across the, the league. Like to you, you know, who are who are some of the the teams that or the players that have kind of stood out to, or stand out to you? Oh God, where do I start? <laughs> well, first of all, starting off, the very first player that kind of stood out to me was, as I said, Thomas Brocklebank. Um, pretty much kind of learned me at the very start. All got to do with the hand fighting drills, such, um, then. Moving on, I didn't know too much, but moving on then, obviously, we all know Jordan from the Crusaders, QB. He learned, like, a lot of people have a problem with learning from younger people, and I think that's a big mistake for some people. Nothing to do with football, it's been in general. I learned so much from Jordan, even, and he's much younger than me. Do you know what I mean? Um, as coming into the SBC, God, where do I even start with the players there, like, players even on my own team like my very first game was against Rebels I played I think and I'm not actually joking with you I think I was about five to six minutes into the first quarter I just I had big myself up so much I was like right and these players are amazing there's pretty much there's some of the same O-line that are there now that were there there and that they're the guys I'm talking about it's like Salou and Polly and them guys heard me <laughs> for this quarter and I remember just like them guys just stood out so much to me because I remember bigging myself up so much to the family I, had, I think I had about 10 to 12 people from the family down I was like I looked over and said I just want to go off I want to go home so I just want to go off but I looked over and was like I can't I can't I'd go home I have to keep it up but it's like Lou and Polly on the O-line they are just, just just amazing average wow <laughs> I know we don't know each other too well. I played him against him a handful of times. God, that guy is just amazing. Just amazing. Like, I watch tape on him trying to figure out how I can be better with my hands. It's like, it's just amazing. Um, where do we even start? Like, even like said, now, go, go now. Kenny as our linebacker. Uh, like, the chap is smaller than me. But I'm worried where he's going to come behind me in case he nearly knocks me out. <laughs> it's like, I learned my playbook deliberately so I don't fucking run in his way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's so many guys I wouldn't even know where to, like, to start, to even stop. 
like to be honest with you any person I've played with has taught me something in some way or form I'm in no way thinking I, sorry what do I could say I think people should think about it in the sense of with the players across the sea everybody has can learn something every day is a school day and the amount of guys but Suntan is another guy I remember run, trying, to, trying to stop Suntan I think he's the only player that has pulled my shoulder out of socket I was told before the game against him, which was my first game, and I was a reaper at the time. I was like, "Don't try tackle it with one hand." Yeah, it's okay. When you tackle, it's ruby. It's the same thing. Try to tackle with one hand, shoulder out of soccer. Boom, gone. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I should have listened. <laughs> like, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. To be honest with you, this, this psych, like, he made like, even as far as now. The likes of the Trojan, Trojan offensive line, Andy Black, amazing, amazing. Like I, I always get great crack when I play against guys because obviously I got to know the guys now a lot more. But I pretty much standout players. It's just like every step you take, there's a, there's a different. Every team you play, there's a different standout player. Like and you play that team then three weeks down the line. The player that was standing out mightn't be having the greatest game, but there's another guy standing out, and you're just going like, "Where did he even come from?" Like, like it's like from what I've learned from my own team from Toy. Like, I never I do basically the Knights game. There's a particular play in the Knights game. I went to go tackle the running back. I think it was three yards in the backfield. Went to go tackle him, and there was a freight train that came past my left shoulder, and I was like, "What was that?" I heard the tud. I looked down and like, how is that my QB killing someone in front of me? <laughs> like, it, it's just every day is a school day, no matter where you're in this league. I think that's the best way to grow this 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 game here in Ireland, is everybody just understand you can learn from anybody. They might have been playing six months, they might have been playing six years. Focus and just learn off that particular person. And it'll grow the league, it'll grow the game, and it'll grow you as an individual. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- there's so much of what you're saying there that's in, like interesting because I've ha- obviously heard from a number of people around around uh, Suttad uh, at Garth is he's such an unassuming, lovely guy. <laughs> he just he gets so so hard, and, and there are a host of, of great people and great characters uh, up around the league. Really? It's fantastic, and have had the good opportunity to to chat to any of them, but. Talk to me then about this season, right? Because, whew, right, but you guys have been a freight train. We've been a freight train for the simple reason being, simple reason being is, I think it's a lot got to do with obviously all the players, obviously. That's that's super important. But there's obviously the coaching staff. I don't think the Rebels coaching staff get enough of credit for what they do. Like you have Steve Walsh, Ross, then as I said, Toy, it's just, it's the team and literally every single play, like Bergman's like, we can go out there, we can be 50 points up. And our coaches, our players, everybody is like, yeah, it's nil all. It's nil all. Like, we're going back out. We're going back out. That's it. We need to score again. We're going back out. It's just the Rebels this season, like, for me, joining the Rebels this season, I've learned more this season than I've learned in the entire time since I started football. From the coaching staff, from the players, like 
I, I don't even know how I'm starting with the players there, there, to be honest with you. Like, the players that are behind me, I just don't know how I'm, like, it's just amazing. Like, I think that also helps the fact that I'm stressed and the other players are stressed that the player beside him is so good, they have to improve every single time. It is being a freight train, but only it's the big key is even keel for us. Ross will say it regularly through the game. I think I hear it maybe longer through the game. Every time I come up, even keel, even keel, focus. And I think that is the key for us this year. We're just like, we don't think we're better than anybody. We're just doing what we have to do. We're not worried about what the other team is doing. Just execute our plan how we need to execute it be the best we can be and I think that is what's helping us right now it's not worrying about what the others are doing it's just focusing on what we are doing that's it I mean that's interesting here I suppose there are a couple of things that that strike me one when I have spoken to Ty right Ty is obviously a gifted player but he's so humble and he's obviously keen you can sense it from him like he's so keen to, to learn all the time and the other thing that struck me was I talked to Ty just after the game. Literally, I had set up, obviously, where there was the incident on the sideline. Um, we're around Savory. There was, there was some people um, who had been abused. And I, I asked Ty about it. And he, he stepped up immediately and just, you know, said it was completely unacceptable and it would, it would be dealt with. Um, and he didn't try to shy away from the, the question. I think that account willing to be accountable that that leadership um that that he showed is probably testament to to him and if that's what he is bringing to the the rebels and if that's setting the standard that you're all um you know aiming for uh, that is probably helps to explain that he ha- why he have the the record that that he has but we are into the playoffs and yeah. you know um, you you've got a game against the the Trojans, so is is that like what you just said that you know it's it's zero zero? It, is that the way you're approaching this weekend's game that last weekend didn't happen essentially, and and this is a, a new game? Pretty much, pretty much. Like we we obviously know there's some great tape for both teams there now. Excuse me. So we obviously understand that. But ultimately, as you're saying there, it's we're starting from scratch again. Like, like we're going to relearn. We're going to look at the mistakes that they make. We're going to look at the mistakes that we make. We're going to try to capitalize on their mistakes. We're going to try to fix our mistakes. We ha- we have the tape to do it. We know they're obviously, they have the tape too. So we obviously understand they're going to try to do something different. Ultimately, we're going to do something different too. So it's not to say like that it's just like, we're just going to go out there and play the same as we did last week because we won't. We're going to learn, we're going to grow, and we're going to move forward. And I, especially I, I, for me, like every game, I'm very nervous until I get my first hit. Either someone hit me or me hit someone, I don't care as long as there's a hit there. And then after that, then it doesn't bother us at all. But for me, it doesn't bother me at all. But ultimately, the main thing is we're going to go out there and we're just going to play our game. We're not, not too much worried about what they're going to do in the sense of we're obviously going to learn and watch the tape and try exploit situations situations should I say that's the plan we're going to learn and, we're going to, and that's just a fact unfortunately for us and them 
when guys come out of stances, when guys run a particular way, that's not going to change within a week. <laughs> so there are little things, little foot movements, there's certain things that we can focus on and try capitalize on it. But ultimately, as you're saying, that is the fact. We're going out there. This is a new game. Forget about last week. It's even here. We're going to focus. We're going to do what we have to do. And that's important. If we do what we have to do and execute how we have to, we're going to win our game. That's just how we see it. It's funny you're talking about, you know, getting hit and that that's when, you know, the, the nerves kind of go because uh, I, I don't know, you may, you may not, but there was a great podcast series that came out last year about Andrew Luck. And that was how he got, and he would ask his guys on the sideline to hit it because he, he needed that. And uh, there was also a famous Jaguars player, Big John. And Big John would have the coaches slack, slack him around before he went out onto the field. Again, uh, that he, he, he needed that. Uh, so you're, you're definitely not alone in that. And I suppose in terms then, uh, for, for you, like, is it like, this is something, I suppose, that, that you hope to, to continue um, for the, the foreseeable future? Is, is coaching something that you might consider at some point yourself? Yeah, coaching is a big thing that I would like to go down. I, I did obviously start quite late, so age can be a factor. I don't think age is going to be a factor for me playing as such in the sense of it will be a factor for me becoming a starting player. It will be a factor of me being as good as I can be, but I don't think age is going to stop me playing at the moment. I'm not thinking like that. Coaching is where I want to go um, at the present moment. I am only learning, obviously, the whole coaching aspect of things. I am looking after the defensive line for the Sealand Seahawks ladies team, which is a little bit of promotion for them. They're playing in Spain in Guardiola in Guardiola, if I'm pronouncing that right, in September. September, yeah, I'm right. Um, the training's on August. It's a bit confusing that. So that I've started off with that, um, and it's great to actually learn from basically I'm going over there I'm learning from BAFA coaches um, so that is definitely the route I'm going ahead but at the moment I tend to focus on when I'm, my football that's in the off season which is okay I don't mind that in the off season at the moment I feel I want to give my all to just actually genuinely playing because I feel what will happen is and I've seen it happen it's not, it's not even that I feel I've seen it happening is players start trying coaching and playing and then they're only giving 50% of coaching and 50% of playing. Where I would say I'm give my 100% of playing. When I can't give that 100% and my body's not allowing it, then I will give my 100% of coaching and probably step back from playing and play more on a Sunday kind of league style, kind of, kind of just for the fun of it, kind of that, that aspect. Maybe more to help kind of younger guys kind of coaching, but also playing, but more to play during training. If you get me killed during training, to help this sport grow here more than anything else. That's the way I kind of see it. And I suppose, and what the interesting is, right? Because as I said, you came to it a little bit later, right? You, you played, other sports played rugby, but and you came to it later, and it, it's still relatively new for you, right? Whereas I've talked to people like, sometimes been involved in the game, you know, for 20 years, right? Liam Ryan, Liam Ryan at kind of a similar time. Um, Kevin Clapp won a, a Shamrock pole uh, back, 
Yeah, the year I was born. Maybe I'll put that as a Give them a laugh on the, the boring that they're playing the football. Um, I, I'm interested in your perspective. How, like, have you seen changes in the league since you came into it in, in, in 2017? Yeah, the, I, I feel there's been big changes. I feel when I came in 2017, to be honest, I don't think the league would be run properly at all. I, I just, I came in, I didn't know much about it. I didn't care to know much about it, to be honest with you, at that stage. I just came in, just wanted to play, but I have fun. Then the second season, which was, as I said, was obviously the Crusaders. Then I was like, I'm, I'm enjoying this, so well, let's see what's going on. I want to know what's going on, what's the league like. Start looking onto the internet, start looking at tables, start looking at this is like, Halfway through the season, there wasn't nearly even. I don't think there was even a table up. Now, could be wrong, but it was brutal. If that makes sense, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just like this league has not been run the way it should be run, especially coming from a GA background. How well that is run, but then again, that is kind of our background as such. Um, and it was like stop being run right. And then as the years have went on, actually Brendan's wife, uh, Orla took over in 2019 I think if don't quote me on that I think it's 2019 or took over and I think she became the commissioner is it am I right I don't know but anyway she took over I genuinely feel from then on I just saw a trajectory of the league going this way do you know what I mean it was it was heading up in the right direction and then it's it's still a growing process. We're all, we're going to make mistakes, no matter who we are. And then, as I said, there's obviously Aiden there now. Um, Aiden's done an amazing job. Um, no Aiden, chatting to Aiden as well. Um, and funny, the first time I met Aiden was at the Hope True Football Camp, which was only last year. And I knew him through Instagram and all. And I was like, because I remember saying, "Finally, nice to meet you." It's like, first of all, the lockdown was kind of like, I was like "Yeah, it's Aiden." <laughs> Um, so I, I have noticed it is grown in the right direction, which is the direction that we want. But look, there's, regardless of who we are, if we think there's no room for improvement, we're, in the, we're, we're not looking at it right. So there's always going to be room for improvement in every aspect of this game. From playing, coaching, to officiating, to running the league in general, to organising internationals, it's just going to grow. And that's, it's going in the right direction. So as long as it keeps going that direction, that's that's the important thing. Absolutely. And uh, I think it is certainly an exciting time uh, for football across the island as we head in. It's amazing. And, you know, at the end of the, the season, I think, in, in fairness, like, um, the work that has got in, I talked to, to Shade Brennan about this, like, people don't always realise the effort that goes in behind the scene um, from so many people to ensure uh, that games take place and um you know we we've had a, a really i think in a good season interesting season some great kind of goal games um but we we get to see you know the the eagles against uh the causeway giants i think ul uh, versus the, the loud mavericks yeah. can be and it should be absolutely fascinating going to be an amazing game yeah that, that would be really really fascinating and obviously, um, we got uh, you know the the end of the the Shamrock Bowl conference, and I think everyone's going to be keeping an eye to see who ends up uh, down in 
um, at MTU as it now is. Uh, you know, team <laughs> and I work there. Um, but if if we get a Shamrock follow-up, and obviously didn't go the Rebels way last year, but the game itself was absolutely incredible. The atmosphere was fantastic. If we get a Shamrock ball half as good as we got last year, um, the game of football on this little island will will be uh, greatly enhanced. Most definitely will. Most definitely will. Evan, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat to me and to wish you and the Rebels all the very best for your game at the weekend. Yeah, and cheers. And just before we go, I just want to thank like a lot of guys will laugh at this, but I do genuinely want to thank the likes of West Park, the Bass, and uh, Juve, Juve Sports Brothers and Juve Ireland, because they, obviously they've looked after me in the last two seasons, and then Celtic Keeks looked after me before that. Like, so I just wanted to just a little shout out to them guys, like uh, especially West Park. They've really looked after me, the whole family, and it's all got to do with this sport here in Ireland, which is amazing. Joe in, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good to hear that that is uh, it as was helped you and enables you to to be a, a better player. But um, appreciate your time today. Thank you very much, and it's genuinely thank you for having me on.